good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episodes of the Hostess Here Podcast, great podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, my name is the Ted Smith. All right, back in action this week. Up in the top square goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What up, boys? Just got out of a little yoga. I'm uh, sitting in my closet recording studio. Feeling lit, feeling light. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, down there in the bottom square, back as always. We got concerned emails. Hopefully, it's okay. Matt Palmer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Yeah, hey, Ted. Good to see you. <laughs> oh, I was having a great day. <laughs> You're having a great day, so Kyle said we have a concerned email about Matt. Yeah. Well, and I can't overstate this. They sounded like Matt was being held hostage. I mean, I never, oh. honestly. I, okay. I get the emails and I just usually send them to the podcast folder and then look at them on Tuesday when we do these. <laughs> this one I read immediately. <laughs> that is true. So, <laughs> you know what? Just read the email because as soon as I got to work on Wednesday, Mike Hawk asked me as well. He was like, was Matt being held hostage last week? Really? Like, Jesus. Yeah. So now that you said that, I know what it is. Okay. Let me find it. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I know what it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, the subject is just Matt. Question. Why does Matt sound like he's using the free Wi-Fi in the very back corner of a library and trying to keep his voice down on the podcast now? Right. So I got the same question. Somebody's like, why is Matt so quiet? Like, why were you whispering last week? I wasn't. Was I whispering? I, I realized afterwards that my mic wasn't on. I plugged it in and on Zoom my computer mic was and so i'm wondering if i was too far back but i uh yeah that was just i was in a different room and my mic was on but not turned on in zoom and so i was seeing the levels everything looked good and then it when i went to edit it it was like oh boy um (laughs) yeah i didn't notice it that much when we were doing it but then uh mike asked me the same thing he was like like, what, what was going on in Matt's house? Sound like he was hiding, like afraid to talk. Oh, no. I mean, it was, I don't know. It was just, we were talking about Russell Wilson all week, all, all that. I don't know. It felt like kind of a sad cast. <laughs> if you scared, say you scared. <laughs> uh, all right, Cobb, before we get into what we did last week, I just want to mention that uh, my brother was in Austin last week. Oh, Cobb, nice. Like your haircut. Uh, yeah. Looks like you just got out of the chair. Yeah, <laughs> that's a story in and of itself. But go ahead. Uh, so my brother's in Austin uh, for like a te- like a principal conference or whatever. So right, so I knew Cobb was sick, so that's why he missed. And then the next day, he was like, ah, "I'm gonna try to feel better so I can go watch baseball with your brother." And I was like, "Cool." So I think it's funny. Number one, and Cobb, I don't feel like Chris was talking behind your back. He was like, Cobb seems surprised that Texas baseball is this big of a deal. Keep in mind, the game they went to, they were currently number one in the country in college baseball. And it's like, Texas Texas is a lot of things, but Texas baseball is a massive, massive deal. It's like one of the blue bloods of college baseball. 
Dude, well, it was it was the perfect storm of ignorance because like, uh, you know, people who know me know right off the bat. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I go to a lot of Mariners games, but honestly, probably couldn't name a single person on the team. I just have fun. I love the stadium, the atmosphere, the food is dialed. Always a good time. Lots to look at. Um, And then like college baseball, I wasn't really sure. Like I always kind of thought people maybe went like from high school to the minor leagues to the pros, or I just didn't really know where college baseball stood in the pantheon of, you know, like levels of baseball as you rise up, like, you know, like hockey, kind of a similar thing where people get drafted young or whatever. I just wasn't sure. So I also had no idea that Texas program was even on the map. Um, I've seen their stadium, but I clearly did not know they were number one in the country. So I rolled in and, and then also it was $3 to go to the game. So I was like, okay, like, hmm, tough season, you know, like there we're going to be like $3 isn't even putting me out in the cheap seats. It's just GA, but I walk in and this stadium's lit up. It's warm outside for the first time in a while. And people are in a great mood and the stadium was like pretty much packed. I mean, we ended up standing in like a beer garden watching the game. And so, yeah, don't worry. Chris wasn't talking, but I told him to his face. I was like, I'm blown away that there's anyone here. And he was like, you thought no one would be here? I was like, yeah, dude, I thought it was gonna be like the three of us, you know, sitting in a bleacher watching like some high school kids hit a ball around, dude. I don't know. And he was thriving, man. Chris was in good spirits. It's fun to see him. Right. So, right. Texas, I mean, Texas, there's like Texas, LSU, like Rice, Miami. I mean, there, there's like blue bloods and Texas is definitely one of them for college baseball. Uh, I mean, in, in college baseball, here's the deal. If you get drafted, you can go play in the minor leagues. But if you go to a four-year college, you have to stay three years if you take a scholarship. So like Barry Bonds, for instance, like I want to say he played at Arizona State. It's like, it's a kind of give and take. Like some of the good players go straight to the minors, but a lot of them will go play college. If you play in JUCOs and junior colleges, you don't have to stay three years. So that's why like in Florida and Texas and Southern California, some of the JUCOs are unbelievable they just have studs that are just waiting to get drafted the next year. Dude, that's awesome. I, I also forgot your brother threw down the gauntlet. So, okay. I I'm happy. I, I'm happy you brought this up because I totally blanked on it, but I made a note in my phone. So Chris is like, all right. So Ted is always talking about how he knows all these college mascots and whatnot. And I'm like, dude, he does. I was like, it's honestly sickening. Like I'm good with random high schools. Ted knows some exotic Colleges like I didn't even know the name of uh, University of Texas's bowl, which I would guess you probably do. I don't know if the top of my head, do you know it or not? Yeah, it's Bebo. So don't worry, that's not the trivia question. <laughs> so the trivia question: Do you want it? Do you want that bat right now, or do we want to move on? No, no. Like believing that you you know a lot of college mascots because this is tough. This All is right, obscure. Let, let's let's get it. I will say for the record, Texas was number one, but they lost that night to Texas State. <laughs> Yeah, that's I know in Texas State, honestly, we we watched, you know, I was only there for probably half the game. We watched like five homers right in front of us, maybe three. It was crazy. though. They were cracking that bat and well, it was also, never Texas. When I looked over and co- in college, too. I mean, you have amazing baseball athletes that are still using aluminum bats. So, I mean, they can fight off a pitch and go yard. Oh, I didn't realize there. Dude, that makes so much sense because I felt like they were going yard often. Often, 
Like I was, oh dude, oh my God. Okay, that makes so much more sense. I was like, this seems crazy how many home runs they're hitting. I was like, do I just not know anything about baseball or is this, okay, yeah. We watched a bunch of guys almost go yard too. Like everyone's hitting the warning track and stuff. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, the co- the sound of college baseball is ting. Like that hitting <laughs> off that aluminum bat. I was saying, like, they go yard all the time. And then they're doing bat flips. Like college baseball is actually pretty fun. The sound of college baseball is ting. That's such a Ted comment. I love it. All right. You ready for your at bat? Hit me. Okay. So Texas, University of Texas, obviously the Longhorns, burnt orange. What is the Texas state mascot? The team they lost to that night. Texas state mascot. Chris believed you would not get this. And he was like, ask him this on the cast. He wanted to embarrass you publicly. That's between you guys, though, at Christmas. God, he's not wrong because Texas A&M is the Aggies. So Correct. Texas State can't also be the Aggies. Man, that is a good question. Honestly, most people don't even know Texas State exists, I first do. of all. Like, this is an obscure mascot. I don't know, but I'll go with armadillos. <laughs> dude so that's actually the uh that is like the um the city mascot for the city of austin and so a lot of things here are named the armadillos so texas state is the bobcats oh i fucking knew that sorry man. <laughs> honestly i just love so people don't know this about you ted but ted will stay up like late at night watching like classic college games and stuff like that and get up early in the morning to do it i feel like this is going to be eating at ted for a good six months <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd ask Brett, but Brett will know right away. He'll be like, oh, yeah, man, it's the Bobcats. <laughs> Dude, what, what's been living in my mind rent-free ever oh, since by, you said it? By the way, for the record, a couple years ago, Cobb, me and you over Labor Day weekend were at a cabin. And it was like a Saturday, and I was like, hey, man, I want to watch college football. And you're like, you know what, let's sit here and watch this. And you were like, I don't even know Texas State. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we watched their first Division One." football game as a program oh jesus yeah i'd never heard of them um oh dang now i forgot what i was gonna say uh what was i saying yeah ah, i don't, I don't know. know it's gone bobcat bobcat yeah dude the bobcats god uh i do think it's amazing you guys went texas actually lost that's like that's why i texted you that night like i think my brother's the jinx oh also I got up early Saturday, Friday night, which is rare for me. I didn't do a single thing. Like, came home, watched a couple episodes of Drive to Survive, like, was in bed at, like, 1030. So, Saturday morning, I'm getting up to go watch Ireland versus England in rugby. But I get up, and, like, I got time to kill. I'm just kind of hanging out. So, I call my brother. He doesn't answer. And then he calls back, and he's like, it's only, like, 730, 8 o'clock here on Saturday. He's like, everything Okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just up watching the sports. He's like, oh, all right. It seemed weird you're calling me this early. I was like, yeah. And then he's like, what are you watching? I'm like, rugby. He's like, all right, we're watching rugby now. I was like, I, I don't know. It's it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, I'm into exotic sports, okay? <laughs> I will say, watching rugby was pretty fun. Shocking. I enjoyed it. Might have to start getting into this. I got to go to a Seawolves game. Everybody's always talking about that. Yeah, man, I have a lot of respect for the sport of rugby because I feel like you need good cardio and you need a lot of strength. And those are two really tough things to have on your body at the same time. Like it's tough to be 
powerful and, you know, like able to run miles and miles. Oh yeah. Those guys fitness level is, is, is unreal, man. I mean, it's a tough sport. They're strong. <laughs> they are strong. They're big, but cops, right. I mean, they're running a ton. Plus you gotta uh-huh. be able to use your feet and everything. I mean, I, I, I was impressed. Uh-huh. I was like, this is pretty fun. Plus I didn't realize, like I was watching it with our buddy who's Irish. Like, like I kind of know about some of the Irish and English stuff, but like some of the stories he was telling me, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, the hell with them. 400 years of oppression, man. F them. <laughs> yeah, F the queen. Me. Somehow I threw in 800 years. Somebody was like, are you sure it's 800 years? I was like, it's 800 years of oppression. <laughs> Four, 400. Dude, what's going on with your boy uh, uh, Abramovich? Is he out? Oh, the owner of Chelsea? Yeah, I don't want to derail this whole thing. I just am genuinely curious. Yeah, I mean he's a Russian oligarch, so he can't he can't own Chelsea right now. I mean they're they're in they're in a world of hurt. Which as an Arsenal fan, good. Fuck them. Like they were Chelsea was nothing before he showed up and started splashing cash anyhow. So it's like, oh Chelsea, you might actually have to build a program now. All right, so we're feeling good about it. I like that. Yeah, I got a question for you. Why do we only use oligarch oligarch oligarchy in Russians? Like. Why don't we call our billionaires ol- oligarchs? Oligarchs. Um. Well, Ted, how much time do you have? I feel like every once in a while you'll give me one of these things where I'm like, God, I could write you a book on this. Um. Okay. The short. God, can I, can I do this in under a minute and a half? Yeah, I'll try. Is that cool? All right. Okay. So, oligarchs. Base. Okay. So, <clears throat> our bill. So, not to say one is more fair than the other, but our billionaires obviously came up under capitalism, which in big air quotes is a fair system, right? The free market, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously there's backdoor deals and, you know, whatever, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, there's currying favor with government, et cetera. But the oligarchs, um, they rose to prominence very quickly because as the Soviet Union fell, um, you know, collapsed really in 1987 to 89, most of the assets were state-owned. That means copper mines and iron mines, steel plants, uh, oil production facilities, shipping, manufacturing, everything was owned by the state. All of a sudden, that was all up for grabs because the state didn't exist. And so at that point, it became sort of a kleptocracy where anybody who could get their hands on this stuff did. And that means that the people who were near the centers of power, i.e., you know, high level officials and friends of high level officials in the government all of a sudden started just, it was basically a free for all. So there, you know, people own diamond mines and gold, literal gold mines um, and huge tracts of forest because they were in the right place at the right time. And so, you know, an oligarch is somebody who went from being a random low level government official to somebody like Abramovich and owning, you know, huge oil deposits and, um, or, or the ability to, you know, own huge railroads that ship all this stuff. I mean, you're talking about state, what were state owned monopolies? I mean, it's almost impossible to compete against a railroad. The fixed asset cost is massive or a steel production facility or concrete manufacturing. I mean, we're talking infrastructure level stuff. And so the reason people have a strong distaste in their mouth because the oligarchs is because these guys didn't earn it in any sense of the word. They were given it by you know, in shady 
backdoor deals. Some of this stuff has happened in China too. And so because of that, you know, these, and, and they, they weren't given small fortunes. I mean, these are industries that generate hundreds of millions of dollars a year for the person who owns them, similar to those industries that were big in the US in the Gilded Age. So that's why we say oligarchs. There's probably some more technical definition, right. but that's my understanding. All right. Well, that makes more sense. I was just like, I don't know. I just kept seeing it. I was like, we have super rich billionaires. What's the difference? Yeah. And one, and the difference is, you know, Jeff Bezos tries to give us good prices, not to really defend him. And if you own all the, you know, whatever cobalt mines in Russia, you can charge whatever the hell you want. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Different, uh, different, different uh, products you're pushing out there on people. Yeah. And different incentives, you know, <clears throat> like, like <laughs> these people were granted monopolies basically. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, first of all, Cobb, uh, I had one this weekend. What's it? Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Yeah. Topo Chico. I mean, that is a superior seltzer. Like, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even had their hard ones yet. I'm just like, I'm looking over at an empty glass bottle. It's like, this thing is delicious. Yeah, especially when it's hot out. It's basically like how many bubbles can you cram into one bubbly water, you know? Yeah. And like with that green bottle, it feels kind of gangster, like cruising around in a car. And I was like, no, we can drink this. It's just water. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> I don't, it just feels weird holding a glass bottle and drinking in a car. Dude, and tangential to that, you know, um, this is probably not going to be something that's comforting to the listeners, but. Obviously, uh, when I was younger, I've talked about it on here a lot, but I was a valet, one of the best jobs I had at Caroline Point over in Kirkland. And um, you would be shocked on a Friday night, the number of people who drink while driving. Like I would say one in three cars would pull up with cold cocktails in the in the cup holders. It's wild out there for real. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think two is like... Uh, I mean, I'm always shocked too. like, how should I phrase this? Like, I don't know. I feel like people that live outside the city, it's just, it happens way too often. Like I got in somebody's car and they're like, just took away the bottles. And I was like, oh man, that's not a good look. That's your passenger floor. Like, why is there empty beer bottles down here? Like, I know you didn't go camping. Oh, Jesus. Do we know this person? You don't me. have to say their name, but. Uh, <laughs> no. It's like water you, bottles. You know. Good. No, empty water bottles are one thing, but I was just like, dude, for real? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, and I was just like, ah, Jesus, man. I, all right. Like, also, I'm, just don't leave them all right there when, for when you get pulled over, you know? Like, that's even worse, in my opinion. Well, I guess the first one's worse, but the second one's bad also. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm just always amazed, but yeah, don't, don't do it. Trust me, it's not worth it. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, all right, Cobb, you missed last week. Matt and I obviously took some time to talk about Russell Wilson. What? Uh, any thoughts? Like, here's the thing that's pissing me off now: are people are like, "Why should we love Russell so much?" Like, like you know, and bringing up other athletes that left the city. It's like, well, he did win a Super Bowl for you. I feel like that's a decent reason to have respect for the guy when he leaves. Dude, the thing that's going to piss you off is me. I feel all like right. I have all the wrong opinions for you. Go ahead. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a cast if we didn't have some controversy. So, oh man, okay, how much do we want to say here? I know way more than I should know about Russell Wilson. Um, let's see. Okay, I am. I'm 
friends with some people who have dealt with him in personal context often. And every story I hear has not been the most positive person to person wise. I think he's had some interactions that left some sour taste in people's mouth. That alone, not enough reason to not like the guy. And, and, and I don't not like him. I'm pretty neutral, but uh, so I was just like, okay. And then you see some of those, uh, some of that footage of, you know, like he'll throw a long bomb, get a touchdown and goes in and all the receivers are high fiving each other. And nobody, you know, even, even looks his direction. So I think, I don't think he was a favorite in the locker room, which still, you know, not enough reason to not like the guy. The main thing for me is everything I had heard. I don't know very much about the Seahawks ever, which is why I probably piss off Seahawks fans all the time. Um, but I'll give my two cents anyway. Everything I had heard was that we were either going to keep Pete Carroll or we were going to keep Russell Wilson. I've been a Pete Carroll guy since day one. Love Pete Carroll, fountain of youth, USC. I don't know what he found down there. I don't know what he was into, but we can all make some assumptions. That guy is still spry and young. Matt's laughing right now because he knows the truth. No, Matt's I, in California. And he theory. knows the truth. But uh, <laughs> so I've just I've always been pro Pete Carroll. Um, you know, when he when he came here, I was hyped. I feel like he can build a program. One thing I like about him is he gets value. He scouts way down the scouting report and he'll find guys diamonds in the rough that he can nurse back to health. It was like that one receiver who ate his way out of the league. So I like Russell Wilson. I'm fine with him, but you know, he's done his thing and he's fairly expensive now, kind of a diva and I'm just ready for something new, but I wish the guy no ill will phenomenal athlete. I mean, could have gone pro in two sports way better than anybody I've ever met at, at sports and doing his thing, but he's just, he's a PR machine. Something about him seems a little fake to me. And I just, I don't know, man, I never really bought it. So there you go. Fight me. I would also say too, I think two, I say this all the time, like two things can be true, right? It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, you can love somebody and still have issues with them. Yeah. Right. Like I can have issues with this country and still say, I think it's the best country on the face of the earth. Right. Like that's my exact position. Yeah. Both both things can be true. So I think there is some stuff with Russell that was kind of fake. I also think he did great things for the city. Like I think the children's hospital thing, which he already did today in Denver. Like, I think that stuff's good. I think some of it was an act. I think some of it was probably his actual personality. I will say this though. I'd rather have Russell Wilson than have Pete Carroll around. I love Pete Carroll. I love him. But he's a defensive minded (laughs) coach and he's the oldest coach in the league. Like I, I just, I don't feel good at a rebuild. Again, like I said last week, hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. Ted, you about you more than all people should know this. Defense wins championships. You know, you, you say he's a defensive guy. It's like it's like uh, what's it? Strategy wins battles, but logistics win wars. I want to win wars. I don't want to win battles. I, I mean, I look. Defense does win titles, but let's look at what's going on. Like. I mean, you think the Rams, like Sean McVay isn't a defensive-minded coach. They were playing the Bengals. Their coach is an offensive guy. Uh, a lot of people think the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league. Andy Reid's always been pro-offense. Pro like, there's just not many of these old-school, like, buckle-down defensive dudes left. It's him, Belichick, and probably Rivera that, over in Washington with the Commanders. Am I you – know, you know literally a thousand times what I know about the NFL – Am I wrong that the Bengals had a really good defense, though? Weren't they like one of the top defenses, or was that the Bills? 
or both. The Bengals defense was much, which was better than the Bills. They both did, but like, I, there's just not a lot of defensive minded coach. I just don't know that that coach works anymore. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the yelling, screaming guy. Like you don't really see that in football as much anymore. You know, you, you're as hype guys. There's this or that. Like like that old school coach is kind of kind of left the building. That's what worries worries me about Pete Carroll. Like, all right, well, we don't have Legion of Boom. Like, what are we gonna do now? The Russell stuff. I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think both things can be true, but I also think. Russell Wilson will always have an advantage in Seattle, unlike, say, like Gary Payton or like a Sean Kemp, because he actually won a title. That goes a long, long way. Would have won two if he didn't throw that pass. But oh, <laughs> dude, I watched I watched outside the line Saturday morning. They had a whole segment on like, like what changed in that in that pass, and it's like, right, the Seahawks oh. legit might they they win two, they might win they might win three or four. Yeah, like the 30 for 30 on this. I think, Matt, you said it last week. It's going to be unbelievable because it's like, you know, those defensive players have been waiting to drop a dime. Michael Bennett's going to have some quotes. Bennett's got quotes. You know, Sherm's ready. Who knows if Bobby Wagner's going to say now? Dude, you're right. They're yeah, they're just they're waiting. Um, Well, dude, so, you know, the only thing I would say is so, you know, Pete Carroll, you know, he did his thing at USC and I feel like he transitioned you know, the first time he was in the NFL, obviously with the, with the Giants, I think, you know, he couldn't make the transition. That's fine. But like, you know, he was he successful at USC and tra- what Pats? Yeah. And then wait, did he coach the Pats and the Giants or no? And the Jets. Oh, the Jets. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then, so he made that train. He changed his game. So I feel like he's malleable. I feel like he can figure something out. But uh, what I was trying to think of is what was that coach you were talking about? Um. You were talking about like the old school coach who would like go off on people. Who was that dude who he was a basketball coach? It was like Bobby. Thank you. Bobby Knight, (laughs) dude, the chair thrower. God, that guy was an animal. I can watch his clip. I don't agree with how he lived his life, but I can watch his clips all day. They're so goddamn entertaining. Sorry, Matt. And look at Pete Carroll, right? When he was at SC, everything changes after the greatest college football game. And uh, Vince Young from Texas goes in and scores. That program's never the same. Pete ends up leaving. I don't think Pete Carroll or the Seahawks have ever been the same since that interception. And I don't know if he's ever going to write the ship. God, you might be right, man. I hate to say it, but you you might be right. I believe in Pete. I'd wear a T-shirt that says that, but it's tough to say. Dark times. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. You guys going to fill out a bracket this year, by the way? Are you talking about for the NCAA tournament? Yeah. No. You know, last year my bracket did pretty well. I I may, I, but to be honest with you, I keep seeing college games on TVs as I pass bars, and I thought we were already in March Madness because it's like mid March. It starts Thursday. Okay. So there's a, um, there's a like I'm watching a like the last the like the last four in like the play in game, and then the the tournament starts Thursday morning at nine a.m. Here's my question for you: Who you got to win it all? I mean, I hate to say it. Because of Gonzaga High School, but Gonzaga again last year, I thought like they they could need to win this goddamn national title, like go into the final four and lose the champ. Like it's not going to cut it. Like Gonzaga needs to win, but like Duke's in their bracket. Like there's a few other teams, but I'm like I've seen Can- Kansas could sneak in there, but in theory, Gonzaga should win. Wow, what's Zaga ranked? 
one. They're number so Duke's number two in that bracket. Yeah, Duke's the second seed in their bracket. Wow, dude. I mean, God, I would love to see Zaga win it. I mean, I I, I really wanted them to win it when they were like the the under. What's that called? The the Cinderella story, you know, with the guy with the mustache. Oh, Remember yeah, yeah. I Mark Morrison. Tall, Adam skinny, Morrison. white dude. Adam Morrison. Thank you. Yeah. Cool dude. A lot of flow. I feel like that guy would be cool in, in real life. You can just tell by the way people walk sometimes. You know what I mean? My that guy's cool. Is, I just like, usually I get annoyed with everybody's brackets, but this year I say, bring them on. Fuck Wardle. Let's see those brackets. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome <laughs> uh, alright let's take a break here we'll come back and do some emails alright thank you to our sponsors uh, I did want to mention real quick before we get into uh, emails here that uh, this weekend I was hanging out he's a friend of mine but I met him first through Cobb and a bunch of other people we had a great time and then my buddy that I was with ended up going out with other friends of mine that he knows now. Like there's something really cool about connecting friends, whether you get to hang out with that friend of your own or like my buddy going out. I was like, dude, I've already been drinking all day. I don't need to go out. He texted me at 3 a.m. Like this guy's awesome. I was like, I told you. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, it's, I don't, it's just different, but I'm always like, yeah, like it's nice when you can send a friend in with like your other friends, like they'll be fine. Yeah. He's an operator. He'll be fine. <laughs> right. All right, Kyle, let's let's read some of these emails. All right. We got a we got a little stack to grind through. Um, okay. Um uh so the end of that email we were reading before. So the why does Matt sound like he's using the free Wi-Fi? Also, heard y'all's boy Justin give Cobb's popcorn a shout out on 710 ESPN the other day. The greatest popcorn in all the land. All the, all land. the land. LARP on listener since day one, Dylan. Dude, Dylan, that's rad, man. I, I've been like you know, really close with Justin for 15 years now. And I didn't know that, but I'm going to screenshot your email and send it to him. Pumped up, man. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Fact, let me screenshot that guy right now. Yeah, Barnsley. I mean, we love Justin. Justin's one of my very, very good friends. Yeah. Also, that guy is, believe it or not, even cooler off air. Like, Ted, yeah. equally cool. Rad on air, rad off. Justin? Even cooler off air. Yeah. I'm st- I think I might see him at some. Ah, he's in Arizona. It's like, I thought I might see him this weekend. Maybe not. No subject. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Small correction. Bend is the dead center of Oregon. Think Ellensburg of Oregon. It's desertish as it's the east side of the Cascades. Not anything Cali related other than its latitude is like three degrees south of us. I uh, used to date a stripper from there. Hot versus crazy scale was real. Uh, if you like Bend, I recommend going to Missoula, especially in the fall. The bar crawl possibilities are fantastic in the college town. Uh, trashy scene girl slash scene girls steal my heart every time. Black eyeliner and a V-cut shirt are definitely a... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a common denominator. <laughs> I had a roommate who used to give me uh, S about what my type was. So we made a spreadsheet and boy, it was an adventure. Came out that my type was freshly 21, 5'2", 130 pounds with blonde, uh, blonde or brown hair. Uh, oh no, blonde hair, brown eyes, uh, tan from genetics or 10 minutes under a toasting lamp, double D's and has an ash, usually two uh, Boogiega. Also, at what point do you call this cast just 
the podcast again because you all live in three different states. And yes, I have been listening to the cast religiously <laughs> since episode 87 back in 2015, back when episodes dropped on Wednesdays or Thursdays or any day ending in a Y. I bought stock when it launched on episode 92-ish. So yeah, I got seven years in, but y'all are on year nine. I even sat in on the cast back in 2018 during Cobb's first escape to the Lone Star State. Scott, the friendly IT guy. Wow. Bam. Oh. That That's a good, a good email. Damn. Do we keep calling them home episodes? I mean, nobody even lives here anymore except me. <laughs> Man. Ted, what's your response to that email? Or boys, you got to, I mean, that was, that's phenomenal. Wow. That's pretty impressive since 87. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's right. I, I guess we should stop calling them. I mean, are they just all going to be the home episodes or should just the podcast again? I mean, I guess we'd just go back to the podcast episode something. I don't remember where the hell we left off. That was 78 episodes ago. <laughs> what was that? that March? March of 2019? 2020? Um, no, or 2020. You're right. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in there. Or February probably uh, would have been, I don't know, somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I'd have to look at the number we left that off on. But yeah, we could switch it back now. Boys, I feel like the defining That's factor fun. is this. It, it doesn't have anything to do with Matt. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And honestly, it doesn't have that much to do with Ted. But at one point, we used to go into a studio at, uh, do you guys say the name of the, yeah, Intercom, and do these podcasts? Odyssey. But, oh, Odyssey, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, when the pandemic started, we became personas non gratis. So I think... Until they allow us back through those doors up to that studio, I feel like we're on home episodes. What do you guys think? That's just my two cents. I mean, I think we're on home episodes, but even when I can, I mean, I could probably bring you guys back in now, but nobody lives here. Oh, we could be, we could go back in now if we were there. Oh, I think so. I'd have to check because I mean, the, ma- the indoor mass mandate ended. Exactly. Like, sat- okay. Saturday was very confusing. I went to a few different bars and I was like, I don't have to wear it. They're like, no, but everybody else was. It's like, all right, I guess I'll put it on. Like, I, I'm so confused. What are we doing? Wow. Okay. Dude, here, here's, here's how I feel like we can get an end date on this. How about, Ted, if it's not like politically unfavorable, whatever, obviously don't let this affect your job, but just to ask if you can. And if they say yes, then I feel like we are back on the podcast. And if they say no, I feel like we're still outcasts and we're on home episodes. What do you guys feel about that logic? Is that insane? <laughs> Is that insane? <laughs> I mean, I feel like unless we're in a studio, they're just home episodes because everybody's in a separate home. I mean, I'm literally sitting in my home. It's true. Me too. I'm sitting in my closet. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's getting delivered fruity beverages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt always looks like he, Matt has these louvered windows in the room. He doesn't, he always looks like he's in Hawaii. He does. I also, Matt, like the fat guy in me, I'm like, what is that? A drink from Taco Bell? Oh no, this is uh, Starbucks. One of their like lemonade iced teas. Oh, all right. I saw the clear plastic cup with like a unidentified colored beverage. I was like, ah, oh, I bet that's yeah. something crazy from Taco Bell. No. Okay, oh, yeah, go ahead. I do love <laughs> that Baja Blast stuff. Ted, have you ever felt this way? Like, I feel like every time we jump on here, Matt's life looks cooler than both of ours combined. Well, sure. He's not in a closet or in a small one bedroom apartment. He's in a house in Palm Springs. Like, he's going to win this every time. 
I mean, he just he always has cool backgrounds where he's like, oh, I'm in Seattle, but I'm in the boathouse or like whatever, like something cool. And I feel like you and I are like just scratching out a living in like closets or like I was like under those cushions for a while in Park City or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. It just somehow his backgrounds always come together and ours always look like trash. Bob's building forts. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny this summer when I do one from the boathouse. Like, yeah, man, I'm just over at your dad's house now. Like, you're not here. <laughs> I, actually, I'm, I'm staying here three nights a week. <laughs> I brought my laptop. <laughs> Live from the boathouse. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, the other part of that email, I am going. I am going to Montana uh, this summer, so maybe maybe I'll have to pop into Missoula. I don't know how. I don't know where I'm at exactly. Dude, I'll tell you this, Ted. We've always talked about your ideal girl. Just reading Scott's, um, you know, his uh, what's that called? Um, the common denominator line. I feel like this guy knows what he's talking about. Like he yeah. does not email regularly. He's been listening for seven years. Like he took his time on this one. This dude knows what's up. If he <laughs> says jump, you say how high, like if he's saying Missoula, I feel like you go to Missoula. This is just a, this is just a, a an inkling, you know, like one of those like uh, instinct things, but I feel like he knows what's up. Oh, trust <laughs> me. I love those country girls. That's why everybody come tailgate with me. June 4th, Luke Combs descends. On Seattle, and I'm gonna fucking be there. Tell like I want to go to that show, but I'm at least tailgating. Oh wow! What day is that? It's a Saturday. I mean, Cobb is gonna be a. I mean, it has to be as good as Chesney was. That was unreal. That was honestly unreal. Yeah, I yeah. We don't need to beat it into the, the ground, but Jesus. All <laughs> right. I think, well, I, I, I think I told that story this weekend, and even Rowan was like, "I don't know if I've heard that one." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> get down, dude." Yeah, and this guy used to date a stripper like on the hot. And he's talking about hot versus crazy st- scale. He's one of us, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'm honestly making a mental flag on Missoula just in general. And oh uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I have some other Missoula thoughts, but I'm not going to share them. Okay, um, don't laugh, boys. I just you know I'm in hostile territory. Um, all the land. Uh, All the land. All the land. Cobb topic. A typical turn on that doesn't work for me. Giant, oversized, bolted on, fake breasts or butts. I love me a big boob, but give me natural t- TNAs all day. Cheers. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's easy to say I prefer natural boobs, but fake boobs are awesome, too. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm against any boobs. <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket I'm running on. My name's Ted Smith, and I stand for boobs, All real, boobs. fake, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you want them, we got them. I, I've always felt like if they fit in my mouth, they're real, you know. But that's just that's neither here nor there. Um, okay, Cobb topic. Um, in terms of uh, basically, like, what's something that everyone else considers a turn on that you just don't? Um, uh, this guy, oh, Isaac said, uh, I don't understand the feet people. I don't want to see any toes. I'll fix with a pair of sexy ankles and boots though. Cheers. Isaac <laughs> <laughs> kind of went the other way on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, some people are really into feet, like good on them. Be into whatever you're into. I don't know. I, I mean, somehow we started talking about like body parts today on the men's room. Like, look, if I'm with a girl and she puts her feet on me, fine. 
But like the minute we're not together, like keep your feet away from me. Wow. <laughs> Strong words. There's people who would pay for that, Ted. Oh, I know. And foot fetish is a massive one, man. It's always showing up. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you could pretty much count. You could, you could figure out what I click on in porn tabs. Like, eh, all right. I hate it, too, when you got to go through like half a foot fetish videos. You just want to see the girl naked. Like, oh, all right. Can we skip ahead to the part that we want to see? Ted, at this point, do they have a Tacoma tab on Pornhub? Because I feel like that's all you. Uh, it's called Tan Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you it's in my search history right now. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah. Also, weirdly, we were talking about Scott's email and just, like, just trust this guy. You mentioned my haircut earlier. So it's down to like a skin cut. on a, It's a, called a skin fade, I guess. It's like from a zero up. That literally only happened because I walked in and the guy seemed really cool. Like he was dressed all dialed. So I was like, dang, this guy knows what he's talking about. He goes, and I told him like, you know, just a two on the sides. And he's like, you should get a skin fade. And I was like, I should get a skin fade. I walked out of there. and I looked bald. If I put a hat on, I was like, this looks awful. So anyway, it's starting to grow out now, but don't, <laughs> don't trust everyone. I say to trust. That's my point. <laughs> all right. Uh, Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. land. Everyone asks, what if we ran it? What if we threw it to the wide open Marshawn running up the sideline? Was he technically an ineligible receiver? And I'm an idiot. The guy had two receptions that guy, uh, that game. Scott, the friendly IT guy, AKA stockholder, still waiting on a market report. (laughs) Market reports only happen in studio. Uh Yeah, last week we were just talking about that play in the end zone and how much it changed. And I was like, I think if Golden Tate's on the team, he's not getting bumped off that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a whole thing. Yeah, he even sent an image of the play with a, a line uh, for Marshawn's run, Marshawn's path. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, tough to say. Okay, that one we did. That one we did. Uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the way. Oh, oh God, this is the one. Uh, I've had this. I've had a question weighing heavy on my mind for the past few casts. Matt, are you okay? In recent podcasts, you sound like you're trying to talk extra quietly, almost at a whisper level. Is someone holding you hostage in a closet under the stairs? Is your uh, new secret job being a librarian? Blink twice if you need rescue. But seriously, listeners, since day one, first time emailer. Love you guys, and I'm so happy you're still casting, even though you're in free, three different states. Cheers, Carly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's impressive. She's never emailed. Emailed in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, there's high ceilings in here, and it gets really echoey when I get loud. And so uh, everywhere in the desert has high ceilings because it gets so damn hot. It's all like single story, mostly, and like high ceilings. So to to deal with the heat and yeah, I just had heard myself on some recordings echoing away. And was like, if I just talk quieter and hold the mic closer, you know, that'll work too. All right, Matt, I'm going to give you, I'm going to bust your balls here, but is this the first time you've ever been accused of being too quiet? Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm stunned. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never everybody be like, you know what I hate about Matt? 
dude's fucking quiet. <laughs> yeah, church mouse. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I'm a little bit floored. Last week, like I said, when I was editing, I was like, oh, damn, that one was on me. That was my bad because, yeah, usually like I sit back away from my computer with a microphone in my hand and thinking that I'm like, it's good. And yeah, that wasn't. But usually, yeah, it's just uh, it gets echoey in the high ceilings uh, of the desert. But Matt, you got to answer the people's question. What did Ted do to you? Are you okay? What did Ted do to me? He told me no, he was just... going to come down here, and then he didn't. Uh, that's that, what he uh... did there. See, Chris <laughs> okay, showed I... up. Chris Smith shows up. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. I'm leaving that one alone. But Matt, are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm great. I work six days a week. Even if you came if you came downtown, I'd feel like a jerk. I'd be like, well, have fun. I got to go. <laughs> also nice, Ted. Good line. <laughs> Chris is walking his dog right now like, damn, smooth. Uh, that's it for emails. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to do this segment because I don't go to visit him. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> um, Hang on. Did we forget one? Oh, yeah, we did. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, my bad. I just uh, I closed it and I had that YouTube clip open. So, um, all right, Ted, my question for you is, so when you're out, right, like, uh, you know, occasionally around Seattle, you'll see people who, who listen to the men's room um, or this and they'll want to say, hey, real quick. And obviously, you know, they've heard you taking shots on the air and stuff like that. And so I feel like people's natural inclination is like, I want to have a drink with Ted. Is, am oh. I wrong? Yeah. Okay. So. My question is, what is the drink people buy you the most when they see you in a bar and they're just like, hey, let me get you a drink? Or if they show up with a drink, what do they usually grab you? Oh, uh, probably most people go, can I buy a beer or can I buy a shot? And I'll go, all right, what do we like? What are you drinking? And they're like, it's up to you. Like, if anybody ever says it's up to you, I'll buy you whatever you want. Usually I'll just go, all right, give me a shot of Jameson. Okay, nice. Well, um, I kind of assumed people were just like, you know, bringing a random drink up to you. So I get my question is, or no, I was going to say that's all about to change. Um, I think you heard about this a little bit, but uh, one of our emailers sent in a YouTube video. Apparently they're releasing Old Bay flavored vodka, which I feel like, I mean, that you were talking about such a small specific sector of the population that loves and lives and dies by old bay like specifically out what's that beach called that you go go to not dewey ocean beach city. well yeah well, ocean city maryland I went, to, I went to dewey dewey's fun too that's up in delaware it's only like 25 minutes half an hour off the road from ocean city but trust me that old bay vodka like the day it came out like i follow old bay on all my socials i was like oh man look at this and pete and old bay like if you're from maryland everybody swears by old bay but Sometimes it catches heat. Like people don't like it. It has one of the highest uh, like loyalty like things ever. Like that brand is like that strong. And I'm not just like saying, oh, the brand is strong. Like, like we're psychos about it. Yeah, honestly, in that movie, they should be like crab cakes, football and old base seasoning. Um, yeah. yeah. Wait. So, Ted, did like 50 people text you when it came out or was no one aware? hundred oh, percent. <laughs> like I saw it, I saw it on Instagram. And then as soon as I got to work, there was like four emails. And then like, I was like texting with a couple buddies back home. I was like, we got to try it. I mean, look, it'll be a little spicy, but it seems like it worked perfect in a bloody Mary. Yeah, actually it does. Um, 
bacon vodka was a sim- similar thing. Like what I tried a shot of it and someone was like, well, what are you doing? That's like just for Bloody Marys. Yeah, I'm with you. That bacon vodka was very good for Bloody Marys. I don't know that I'd sit around drinking it, but you got to keep in mind, there's people in my family that salt the rims of their beer with Old Bay. Like, Jesus. It's, like it's like a margarita. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. You say a lot of crazy ass on this cast. That's insane. People salt the rims of their beers with Old Bay. Yes. And like, you go to bars, oh they'll, they have like an Old Bay container and they'll, they'll Old Bay the rim and then put in a fucking National Bohemian, like a Natty Bow, like a terrible beer. Like, Matt, you remember, you probably had Natty Bow when you lived in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I like Maryland. I'm a fear of the turtle guy, but you people are out of your minds. Salt, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see what's battening hey what's good what's man Whoa. uh before we get to what's battening hey what's good what's man Whoa. check out what's battening hey what's good what's man uh before we get to what's battening hey what's good what's man Check out what's going on. Damn, I forgot how funny Cobb is. I just remember I missed how good looking you were last week. And it's like, damn, dude, you crack me up. Complete package over there. Most people just hear your voice, though. They probably all know that. They're like, yeah, I'm just sitting here drooling every time. Like, man, he's so handsome. Um, And he loves getting complimented on things. (laughs) That's his favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, this weekend was a uh, was a lot of fun. Um, I uh, drove out Saturday to with Tyler, my girlfriend, to Brea, which is by, out by Anaheim, to uh, for the, the second week in a row, right? Because I went out there to see Ghost two weeks ago, and then we drove back to see Tim Dillon, uh, who oh, nice. I would say he's my favorite comedian these days. He's been killing it uh for a while i found him a few years back on his podcast and when he was on the history hyenas and uh he does a lot of funny things that he says and you know interesting takes on the world and helped me feel like i was staying sane and and laughing through uh the pandemic and that was great so it was awesome to see him in person um was it the brea improv improv he's playing like theaters now so it was kind of cool to get to see him in a club like you know, we're halfway back a little bit off to the side and it's like, mm, not the best seat in the house. Cause it's like first come first serve. And then I was like, but this would be like one of the best seats in his usual gigs. Cause he's mostly going to towns and playing theaters, but he lives in LA. So Bray was just a, a drive and he was doing club shows all weekend and very funny set. Uh, I think it was a, he played the parent, the paramount or the more last time he was in town i think it was the paramount though um when he came through seattle a couple months ago so it's the same same material if you saw him then if not uh he'll have it out on a special on youtube in a few months uh so it's kind of like one of his last shows of the tour that he's getting ready to film a special for and uh we had a lot of fun um listen to ghosts on the way out there and yeah new albums wild it's is a crazy turn in the ghost world. Um, but it was fun. So yeah, we had, had a great time. And then, uh, I didn't do anything on Sunday boys. Like 
I haven't had a day that like nothing filled since probably like cr- the day after Christmas, you know, or something like that. But I don't know. I've just been busy down here. You know, days fill up. I work a lot. And yeah, we just laid around tough. It was cool. Watched a little bit of drive, su- drive to survive. And, uh, you know, I'm excited that F1 will be back this week. And, uh, you know, it was a weird day on Sunday because we tried to watch golf at the players, but it was a weather delay. They finished yeah, on right Monday. Now. Yeah. So, um, but it was still fun, you know, just laying around all day on a Sunday is something that, like I said, I haven't done in a long time because usually that's when I go golf. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was, a. Uh, it was great to see Tim Dillon. I'm a little self-conscious about my volume levels. I'm wondering if it's because I changed where I work. Like you guys know, I'm all day at the, in that gym. I'm trying to be a little bit quieter, right? Than usual. I'm still the loudest fucking guy in there for the record. <laughs> but Well, um, I think part of it too was last week. I don't know. You just started out low. Then it was just me and you. So there was no like third voice to bounce it off of. Yeah. And then it didn't really dawn on me until I got to work. And Mike was like, dude, why was he so quiet? And I was like, shit. He was quiet. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Dude, that's a good and- call. I, I'm, I'm eight episodes in on Drive to Survive. I kind of forgot that's coming back on Sunday morning, which, yeah. God, I am such a psycho. Like, I don't need to get up and watch sports. So I'm like, all right, it's a good reason to get up Sunday morning. <laughs> the one day a week I could sleep in. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you got the F1 app, Ted, I think it's like $9.99 for the whole year or something. You could just stream it right when you wake up. Like they have it on demand immediately after the race ends. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I know. I mean, I could just DVR them too, but I don't know. I'm a psycho. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have to stay (laughs) off Twitter the whole morning. What are you crazy? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know how it works, dude. There's a domino effect to these things. I know we got, I got into, I mean, the first person I ever knew that really loved it was Gregor from the end. And he's like, dude, just DVR him. And I'm like, ah, I can't, but he, <laughs> he's an Arsenal fan too. And I would get on him. Like I'd see him at work on like a Tuesday and he'd be like, I don't tell me I didn't see it. I'm like, no, fuck you, Greg. That game was Sunday morning. If you don't, if by Tuesday, there's no way you don't know the result. Yeah. It's been too long, man. Yeah, like I'll, if you right, if you're waiting to watch something on on Sundays, but I mean, Matt, you've seen me at your house. I'm just like, yeah, I don't care if we miss the first half. Just play it live. Like yep. I, I'm just a weirdo about watching stuff on DVR. Well, with sports, it's tough. I get yeah. it. I mean, yeah. you talk about like on Tuesday one time we were watching a game. I forget who was over. It was some extended family member that we, you know. We wanted to watch the Laker game, but we wanted to watch the whole thing on DVR. But I caved and I went in and watched it live with my dad and this extended family member. My brother is going to watch it later on DVR. Uh, and he he came up and he's like, I'm leaving. Don't tell me the score. And the guy just heard, tell me the score. And he's like, 77, 70 Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> got to be joking me right now. I just saw Luke's face just go white with shock and then red with rage in like an instant. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right. So, uh, I 
somehow like a, a week or two ago, I ended up at this show down here. It was, um, it was a cover band, but the guy was only doing covers only like late nineties, early two thousands, like punk rock hits. And he sounded so good. He sounded like every singer. I mean, dead on. I was like screaming out lyrics the whole time. Like, honestly, my voice was hoarse afterwards. I was there with our buddy Joe and, uh, it was, it was awesome. It probably, I'll say it was probably the best show I've seen in the last year and a half. Like it was really, really good. I'm now a full on fan of this cover band who doesn't do any of their own music. I follow them on Instagram. I'm going to another show next month, but anyway, it was super cool. Um, actually, hold on. Let me find them. Um, this town loves cover bands, Cobb. Yeah, they are. Oh, it's like, oh, I'm trying to pull them up on IG right now. I know they just made a post. Um, oh, they're like perfect. It's like some really simple name. Uh, not finally something good. I'm going to have to look it up. Okay, I can't pull it that later. fast. Sorry, I'll sorry look it up. What, yeah. it's, it's all good. I'll look it up while you guys are saying your answers to this. But um, the, uh, the cop topic is what are the most screamable song lyrics you can think of? Email us, email at thepodcast.com. But I mean, there's just some songs are made for screaming. Like, what are the most screamable song lyrics you can think of? You can either give us the lyrics or give us the name of the song. And, you know, we can probably figure it out. But yeah, that's that's what I would say. And I'll try to find this band. I mean, part of the reason I kind of hate Bon Jovi is I spent a lot of time with a lot of dudes screaming. Uh, oh, you're halfway there. Yeah, no, exactly. Living on a prayer like that kind of that kind of jarred me. Very uh, screamable song. Uh, I'm trying. To, I mean, I feel like rock does a better job. Like you can always go back. To, I'm sure there's Hall Notes and like Journey songs, but I'm trying to also think. death metal, screamable. Yeah, but it's hard to understand the lyric. Like I've never been in a bar and everybody's screaming death metal. I'm not really in this scene. I was just trying to set up Matt. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm trying oh. to think of a rap song everybody sings together. Oh, California Love. California loves good. I'd say OPP. You know me. Uh, probably some Nelly songs. <laughs> What's uh? Who's who's the boss? Springsteen. Yeah, that Springsteen song. Everyone screams in Boston. Sweet yeah. Caroline. Oh uh, yeah, Sweet Caroline. That's a big one. That's in a lot of sports area. I like how the Red Sox just like that's ours now. It's like. <laughs> And, uh, and Sweet Caroline, by the way, is not the boss. That's Neil Diamond. Oh, Sweet Caroline's Neil Diamond? Oh, okay. Yeah. What's Springsteen's favorite fam- famous song? I feel like he had one like that. Born wow. in the USA? Oh, God, that's a good song. <laughs> I mean, like we always say, wealth of misinformation on this cast. Man, that's tough. I'm just like, I feel like there's a lot of yellable songs. First result for Bruce Springsteen is Bruce Springsteen a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) There's your oligarch, Ted. (laughs) Look, Springsteen's from the Jersey Shore. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That actually, I didn't know that, but that makes a lot of sense. That feels right. Given. Yeah. He literally is, man. Um, Real quick, Matt, that band is type A rocks, 90s and 2000s party band. Um, type A on, rocks. Yeah, on Instagram. I think they're just called Type A, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, they're called Type A. And on Instagram, they're Type A rocks. 
and they're rad. They have 624 followers. You want to see some good punk music? They're your guys. I mean, I, every song you know from the 90s, they will play. She, why do you keep saying punk music? Nothing about that sounds punk. About type A or what they covered? What they're covering. What did I say they covered? Well, you said they're a punk cover band. And then when you described them, they described themselves as a late 90s, early 2000 pop cover band. Uh, party cover. Party uh, cover. So like some 41. Yeah, playing all and your like favorite party anthems. So they played like some 41. Kind of- they played Eve 6, Harvey Danger. Um, okay. Oh, God. I don't Third Eye Blind. Um, yeah, okay. those, those, those okay. type of songs. Yeah, I think if you say punk to me, I'm thinking like, Green Day. Yeah, I don't know. Punk to me is a different scene. Like, I don't know enough about punk. I don't know. I just think really short. I just think like yeah. hat on backwards, late stage MTV, like famous stars angst- and straps brand. Angsty. Yeah. <laughs> like probably wearing skate shoes. I don't know. I mean, look, I like Avril Lavigne. I'm not going to give her punk. Flat bill. No, but like, yeah, maybe like a good Charlotte. Feel like it's on the bill. I don't know. <laughs> They're from Maryland. They drink Old Bay vodka. <laughs> <laughs> They're Old Bay guys. <laughs> oh, by the way, all right. One more, and then Matt, go ahead. Uh, I don't care who you are. You don't have to like country. I feel like almost everybody can scream "Friends in Low Places." Yeah, that's screamable. Definitely. Man, you threw me with the word "scream." Bob. <laughs> you guys are like, doing a bunch of like sing along songs. He's at, he was at a punk show and he's watching Eve Six. Yeah. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. Right? Punk as fuck. That's fair, but I still haven't heard Ted name one punk band. He goes, you know, it's like those more, they're more punkish. All right, how about Fugazi? Literally never heard of them. <laughs> exactly. Because they're too punk for you. <laughs> right. Too punk, man. Too punk for suburban America. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. So it's funny the way you brought it up, Cobb, because I have this idea. There's an open mic and this town loves cover bands. I got to get type A down to the 420 bank because they sound legit. That's where legit people go. This open mic would not be a legit thing, but a lot of these cover bands use backing tracks. So I thought it would be really fun to do a uh, Lincoln Park tribute performance with a backing track with Tyler, where she did the Chester parts and I did the mic parts. And, you know, we could do the whole back and forth thing. Uh, but Lincoln Park has some highly, I would call it forfeit the game for anybody wondering and was hoping we could do uh forgotten where they do that back and forth if anybody wants to just like visualize what it would be like but uh, i would say song wise um you know for me i i like i've been listening to a lot of lincoln park since i moved down here because this town's just like retro and that's retro to me and like those first two albums have a lot of bangers i would put points of authority up against anything to scream to but you gotta take a time machine back to like 2002 But they were playing stadiums back then and like people were singing and like that was just always my cut. Um, But yeah, Lincoln Park was like prime screaming right around that era. Not not so much punk, but uh, new metal and uh, a lot of fun, a lot of very fun screaming to be had there. Of course, I know more hardcore stuff, but like I got a lot of love for Lincoln Park still. 
Yeah, Dude, real Park, quick. Lincoln Park kicked ass. Yeah. Dude, Ted's like, music knowledge is legit. I looked up 10 punk bands, literally the number one and number two results for like top 10 punk bands of all time. Both have Fugazi or Fugazi. <laughs> nice. They're also from DC, so that helped. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to me, like I never got into punk music, but that's a very specific world. That's really punk hits. I'm like, ah, like I, I think there's a term. Is it like emo punk that like late 90s, yeah. like eyeliner, like the bills kind of curved up? Pop punk. Pop that's punk. what I'm talking Pop about. Punk. <laughs> Pop punk. Yeah. I also think Accurate. it just depends on who you're sitting with. Because now I'm just sitting here in my head. I'm like, Hip hop hooray, right? I can think of go go songs, everybody, but it just, I don't know, it depends on the crowd. But I'll stick with friends in low places. People love that song. All right. Well, <laughs> I thought that right. was going to say something. All right. Well, nobody say anything. Uh, I, you, know, you know what? No, screw it, Matt. We're done. All right. I don't want to hear it. Cobb hates Russell Wilson. Matt's better than us because he's got oh. his high ceilings. <laughs> From CTP for Kamala Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>